Hello and welcome to Choosing an Agency. My name's Alex, founder of Search Agency Climbing Trees, and I'm here to talk about how to select the right agency to grow your business. All right, so today I'm joined by Steve Tabard from Beyond Clicks. How are you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Alex. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all, not bad at all. So for people who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I own a company called Beyond Clicks. We're a digital marketing agency that specialises in the insurance industry. So um, we help from web design and build to digital marketing to outbound technology. Excellent. And how's how's business been treating you? It's been good, actually. So uh, I think pretty much the same as uh, the rest of the world. That last year was pretty unpredictable, but we, we, we still managed to grow significantly last year. And it's been pretty much the same, same this year. So, yeah, going from strength to strength. Perfect. And then what's your experience of working in the agency world, Steve? So my very first job uh, was at an agency back in 1997. Um, and back then it was a very different world. Uh, my role was booking media space in things like Yellow Pages and Auto Trader and Specialist Magazines. So, yeah, it's been um, it's been varied. And as soon as digital came along, I knew that's what I wanted to do um, and made the jump from offline media to online. And, do you have, and so you have a big range of experience working at different agencies and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, so I worked for, for that agency for 13 years. Then I left there and, and set up a, another one with two business partners. Um, we grew that over a seven-year period and we, we sold that agency back in 2017. Um, yeah. And that's when I launched Beyond Clicks. Excellent. And then what sort of stuff do you do on a day-to-day basis? So it is changing rapidly so when we first set up beyond clicks i was doing everything to be honest so it was um from account management to changing bids up and down writing ads um as i said a minute ago we've grown significantly so we've got lots of people now lots of different teams now my day is mainly spent liaising with them teams and also having as many client conversations as possible because that's where we we really add value to really get under the skin of these insurance businesses and, and, and learn what they do more and more and I think that's the main point of this podcast today, to really try and give value to clients from you know, when they're selecting agencies to managing agencies to get the most from their relationships. And so on the, on the agency side of things, what's the shadiest thing you've ever heard of an agency do? Yeah, well, there's, there was a few to choose from. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a, over the last know, 15, 20 years, there's definitely been some things that we've seen. Um, the one that really sticks out in my mind was we we pitched for a client about 10 years ago um, and everything was indicating that we should win this client. Um, the, we could have made an instant difference to the business by, with our team, with our tech. Um, the incumbent agency actually offered the client a free month of at Google advertising, so a five-figure sum, if they signed up to another 12-month contract, um, which Whoa. was unheard of really and it, it literally highlighted the fact that obviously the 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 spends and, and whatever else have been have been dotted for, for this client for the agency to be able to do that but the client was in a rock and a hard place they wanted the free month um because they saw it as added value but they couldn't really see past well how is this agency managing to to pay for a whole month's advertising just to sign up so that was probably one of the one of the shadiest things we saw and then when you start like looking to work with a client, what are the factors that you think make up some of the best briefs that you've ever seen? So the amount of detail 
in the brief really indicates how invested that client is. So the, the more detail they can give, the, the better, it, especially things like um, looking at their competitors, being very clear with what their, their unique selling point is. Yeah. I think that really stands out. Um, and also being very clear on what they want to achieve. So what, what does, everyone says it, what does success look like? But I think if you don't get that nailed down at the start and what they're trying to achieve from this brief, short-term, mid-term and long-term, then you don't really stand a chance of answering it well as an from an agency's perspective. Um, so the more detailed, the better is what, what we would say. Perfect. And then in terms of um, like receiving briefing, briefs and then being asked to pitch and respond to the brief, what advice would you give clients about like asking for pitches and that kind of stuff? So I think it's really, really important for, for, for clients to know exactly what they're looking for. So um, many agencies, as you know, that they will, they will offer a range of services. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're really honing in on a specific segment of digital marketing or, or marketing in general, then we believe it's important to find a, a specialist in that area. So as a starting point, really being clear on what you're looking for and, and then going to find people that are, are exceptionally good in that area, I think works well. And then have you ever had a situation where you've been asked to pitch for something and you've ended up feeling along the process that actually the client was never really looking to move the business? It was just part of a sort of procurement process internally of getting three quotes and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think... I think we've all been through that that process, really. I think you get you get as you as you go along the journey, um, you can normally tell if a client's invested in the process or not, or if they're just going through the motions. For us, it's it's really about trying to work out what they want to achieve, and if we're the right partner, we will carry on that process. But it's it, obviously it's a waste of time for for everyone involved if they're not really going to change change provider or or not looking to switch to an agency. Absolutely, absolutely. And then on your side, when you get a new business inquiry in, how important is it for you to then qualify that lead? We look at this from, from two perspectives, really. So the amount of pitches that we've done this year, we've turned away more briefs than we've actually pitched for. Mm-hmm. We know what we're good at. And if we, when we did it for the first couple of years, we went, we went outside of our niche and we went outside of our core business practice. And we found it really, one, we found it really, really hard, really, really time consuming. We got results, but was they the best results? We know when we stick to what we're good at, we achieve the best results. So we qualify that lead by um, looking, at, looking at their industry, looking at the type of thing they want, they want to achieve and looking at how we can answer that brief. If we don't think we're going to be the best fit, then there's no point wasting our time or the client's time on, on that pitch. Absolutely. And sometimes there's a situation where if you play outside of what your core strengths are, it adds an additional layer of complexity internally to the agency because you're having to like pivot or change or adapt systems and processes that you've got finally honed on what you're really, really good at. But then on this sort of new sort of opportunity, it's like um, the comp- with, with the complexity, it sort of almost hinders the ability to actually deliver sometimes. Yeah, 100%. If you were when we first very first set up we said yes to a lot of things um and now we're used to saying no to a lot of things because you, you your time that you spend on the things that are not quite your skill set um only has a negative effect on 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 the other sides of the business 
Absolutely. And I think then when you're communicating with clients, your approach on the stuff that you're really, really good at is then like redoubled and really finely honed and it resonates a lot more with your target audience. Yeah, 100%. So when clients are looking for agencies, if they speak to like three or four different companies, what are the signs that an agency is potentially a good fit for that client? So I think if they if they know the the top line information about the client's business and also their competitors' business from the off, you don't want it to be a continually continual learning cycle for for the agency where you, where you're having to almost spoon feed them data about the industry that you operate in as a client. Um, you also really want to want to at that point you want to meet the person that will be at least one of your day-to-day contacts. So you don't just want the, the their best new business picture to be rolled out and you never see them again, which absolutely which we hear time and time again. And it's important to 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 meet that team. So and once the agency's there, it's it's really about them talking about the client's ambitions rather than talking about budgets. And ultimately it's about can you do you feel as a client that one that agency can deliver and two you can trust that they can deliver through the, through the team they've got. Um, and, and we think that's really, really important for, for, an, for a client to find a good agency. And then the other side of the coin then, what's the, what are the signs that um, an agency is potentially like a bad fit? So things like lengthy contracts, uh, high fixed retainers, when the pitch is more about how quickly do you want to go live, how quickly can we get the agreement signed, um, when you've got no no real insight into who's going to be managing the business, you've just got the the A team that's been rolled out to get the contract signed as quickly as possible, that, that's probably the biggest red flag. Yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. And I think that meeting the team that are going to be working on the business day-to-day is an important indicator because – you can then buy into them as people in the pitch process to make sure that then actually when you're working on the project, you've got someone you have an affinity with, you've got some confidence in, and they know some of that backstory because nothing worse going through a pitch process and then being handed over to new people where you have to then uh, talk about everything else you've just spent two months talking about. Yeah, and there's always stuff that gets lost in translation in that, in that, time, in that time period. And you, you, you've signed up to an agency and you're not actually dealing with that person anymore. So it can be a pretty pointless process. So then for, for a client, how important is an award or, or how important are the awards that an agency has won? So um, this was a pretty hard one for us because we haven't entered any awards, to be honest. Um, and well, I've always thought the time and effort it takes to enter an award is better placed in other areas of the business because yeah. is it more vanity than, than anything else? However, we, we're achieving the stuff we're achieving as an agency is pretty groundbreaking now through the through the team and the tech. So, mm-hmm. and we want to spend some time shouting about this, and and it's coming up more and more. The team the team want to enter certain awards, so we are going to do it. In terms of how important it's been for us to uh, to this point of our journey, not at all. If I'm completely honest, mm-hmm. but moving on and raising our profile, uh, I think it could be could be quite a good quite a good uh, achievement. Absolutely. And I think as part of the sales narrative, a lot of agencies will have, we're an award-winning agency. And I think then it's worth thinking about the quality of the award. So if it's a Cannes Lion, or if it's one of these awards you can pay £250 to win, 
yeah. you know, both end up with being an award-winning agency. But that one, the Cannes Lion, is actually really prestigious and really hard to win. And so it's probably worth more of a focus on, on that. Because if you look at how many award-winning agencies there are, there's a lot. Um, yeah. And what we've never, similarly, we, have, we are not an award-winning agency. We've never won an award, but that's because we've never entered one. So similarly, next year, we will enter some awards. And I think that what I hear from people is that agencies who galvanise their teams and actually then enter awards will outperform agencies that don't go through that process. So there's something that brings together the sort of team in terms of the focus and drive and the sort of determination that they sort of demonstrate on client projects. Yeah, I think as well, it's it's all about what that award is. So if we're, if we, I don't know, if we were to enter an award for financial services for search, perfect, That that's ideal for us. If we was to enter best small PPC agency in the UK, is that really the right thing? So it's, it's picking out the ones you want and the ones you believe that that best fit what you're you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. As you just said, I think you could click on every pretty much every single PPC agency or digital agency in the country, and their website will start award-winning team, uh, award-winning agency, dedicated team, um, focused on results. Everyone says the same thing, but then when you actually break into it, they're doing it across multiple industries multiple platforms and as you just said how how what is the quality of that award and does it really class as 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 a bonus for that agency absolutely and that brings us on to then stuff like partner badges and that kind of thing so how important are they so you can get them from like google or facebook or being how do you how important do you think they are for a client selecting an agency so i think this is quite timely really because it's again it's we benefit from being partners of, of the said platforms in that we, we get access to research, same as all the other partners do that, that, that the agencies that become partners of, the, of these platforms. The question comes back to at the moment, we think it's important if the acceptance criteria of them partnerships mean that you have to, um, you have to maybe change some of your practices to benefit them platforms um to to achieve partner status is at that point we will no longer want to be a partner so what i mean by that is that the criteria is continually changes from all the different more different platforms google's probably the most well known for this they will change their acceptance criteria based on what they're trying to achieve as a business now not always does that benefit our client set um and if it means that we lose the partnership status because we're going against the status quo because we know from proven experience it doesn't work then that's when we we don't believe they've got value anymore absolutely so you're referencing stuff where you have to also apply suggestions that google algorithmically comes up with in your client center and that kind of thing yeah um, and i get into part of your to be accredited you have to have a recommendation score of x and part of that recommend that part, part of that score is made up of suggestions that google comes up with which aren't always aligned with what a client should be doing we feel 100%. yeah and and i think we've, we've mustn't take away from the fact that google are a global company and the uk is one of the most advanced digital markets in in the world so a lot of these auto suggestions will be relevant for, for most of the other countries in the world but we've gone through that learning process but we're being we're being um put into a into a, a 
a footprint that they want us to follow that the west rest of the world is is still on that learning curve so it's it's most of them are good um of the recommendations some of them are, are not at all so it depends on how far google push that acceptance criteria for us as an agency absolutely absolutely and then for a client how important is it with regards to um an agency's values so um we've got a, we've got a picture up on the wall that, that says if it was your money would you do it so every single proposal that goes out this is the mindset we want every single person that works at beyond fix to to to, mm-hmm. to believe in. if you don't think it's going to work or you don't believe that's a good idea for the client it doesn't it should not go out the door and that's that's how it that's how it should be i think if it's a tar- target driven agency if it's uh, how many new clients can we win this month? I don't think you're going to get the best results for them clients. So for us, the, it, it's really, really important that, um, that, that you, you stick to them, that, that ethos of that agency from the, from the team perspective. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, values are, so we've worked out what our values as an organisation are. And they've sort of grown and matured as time has sort of gone on. I put them on our website and... Um, I looked at another agency locally and someone in their team had just copied our values verbatim without a description of what those values meant put them on the website. And so um, I think sometimes it's like you say, it's like, you know, in terms of would you do it if it was your money as a value for an organisation to have, that will then bleed through to everything that you do and the client will get to feel that when you pitch them, when you propose stuff to them, when you communicate with them, that that is a central facet of who you are. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's important to say, it's important to say no to certain things, and it's important to say to the client when you don't think something's going to work, as it as it is important to say when you do think something's going to going to work. When it comes to um, like contracts, how important are contracts, and should a client sign a long term contract that ties them in with an agency? So, every agency wants stability. You don't want to invest team time your time into a client look could at any point decide that they're gonna switch strategies bring it in house switch agencies having said that we as an agency we with the, the maximum contracts we work through is three months rolling um three month rolling rolling agreements and we wouldn't want a client to feel like they're tied in so if you're if you if we did start to do annual agreements and the client wanting to leave that would be a horrible situation i think to, to be in we want the freedom for us to be able to say look this isn't working out in the same way as a client would would, would do it for us that for us has worked um in terms of retention rate but our, our five-year retention rate is something like 90 95 percent so it, it works for us when the larger clients i think uh, and, and the multi-platform agencies and the multi-industry agencies I don't think clients, I think as long as the clients have built a, a, a rapport with that agency, so if it's a three-month introduction period and then a, long, a, long, a, a longer-term contract is signed, I think that is fair from both sides of the, both sides of the fence, if you like. So it, it's important to have some form of stability, but at the same time, the, both you and the client need the, the freedom to be able to have a, an open and honest conversation if it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and I can see why you'd say that. And I think it's... Um having confidence in the team and their performance, that confidence level should be reflected in your agreement. 
Yeah. So you're ever as a client thinking, uh, you know, it's worth signing this contract for a year, but I'm not 100% sure. That's probably a good sign that you shouldn't sign that contract. But if you're comfortable working with someone, like say on a rolling 90-day basis, then, you know, it should be, you're, you should, any downside is going to be mitigated by that decision. Yeah, 100%. So are there any red flags that a client should really look out for when they're first speaking to an agency? Um. So, yeah, there's obviously a couple. So the, the initially coming in with a long-term contract um, with, with no proof of proof of management, proof of ability. Uh, the pitcher, as we just said earlier on, the person that pitches the account, them not being involved moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, just being tied in, really, with no, with no, um, with no basis for, for that long-term agreement. In t- wrapping everything up, then, um, in terms of agencies that you really admire, who in your space do you think is like absolutely smacking it out of the park at the moment? So there's there's, there's probably one that we we that I'd personally say that I admire, and it's it's a bit of a strange one, really. So everyone knows them. An agency called Jellyfish. The reason why I I, I say I admire them is because the way in which they've raised their profile. Yeah, and it very very quickly. If I'm honest, I've never seen that that done in this industry before in, in in such a good way that they have. It's not just about growth. It's not just about number of people. It's about how they achieve the results and 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 the the way in which they put technology and the right people on onto accounts. And I think they've really nailed it, especially the last two years. I think they've absolutely flown. And from um, what I hear from uh, clients that speak to them and work with them, they're like really, really happy and impressed by what they're doing. So, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Awesome. This has been great. So, where can people find out more about you guys? Obviously, our website. So, beyondclicks.co.uk. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Nice talk to you. Thanks, Alex.